Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Simon Miller and I am here along with Stephen W. Burns. Hello. David Scammell. How are you doing? And Jim Trinker. All right. And we're about to bring you an hour or so of powerful gaming chat that is going to change your life till the day you die. Oh my goodness me. Imagine you did. Imagine this changed your life. Imagine after this podcast you think, you know what? I'm going to do what I always wanted we, to do. We, we do receive some nice messages every now and then. From we do get a lot of nice messages saying that we've had a positive impact on their lives. So to those people, thank you very much. Yeah, it is nice when you hear stuff like that, because usually it's like... <laughs> you guys you are fucking terrible. Said this. We're Sometimes. getting a lot at the moment. Yeah. People are very, very torn over the division. Hmm. And I made, a very, I made a very silly decision to say that I like the division. That was it. Is it proving divisive? Shut up, Dave. We made that joke last week. Do you really? You made the same bad joke twice in a week. (laughs) No, so it it sums up video games. Like, when I ever go on Twitter or whatever kind of social media, I don't really like Assassin's Creed. Oh, you don't understand. Quite like The Division. Oh, you don't understand. People are just a bunch of moaners. Should all be thrown in a hole, left to die. They are. And they got really upset about my my Hitman video, the review. One of them said, said... why didn't you change into this costume? Like, it's a, it's a suit yeah, only I run. I saw that. It's a suit only run. It says in the fucking title. But, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why didn't you choose into this suit? Didn't want to. Didn't want to. It's my choice. Didn't want to do it. Someone said, why, why is everyone copying this guy's run? It's like, this came out the day before the game came out. What are you talking about? People get upset when we go, oh, you shouldn't, don't worry about the negative comments. Like, don't worry about it. It's fucking funny. I think they're great. Yeah, it's crazy people. But anyway, who in this room has played The Division? Hands up. I've played air. it. Yep. My, my hands up. Two out of, the three out of four of us have played The Division. You've played it yet, Jim. Jim's going to play it. He got a copy today. I Jim, believe. you're going to love it. It's, it's a proper Jim game. It's probably, I didn't buy it. Just okay. to play. Right. <laughs> good, right? Thanks for... Just saying... <laughs> I don't want people thinking that I'm the sort of fad who goes out and pays 50 quid for something just because everyone's playing. So what are they? What, like, with that? Yeah, like, like people like, listening. Yeah, like normal human beings. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't want people want to think that I pay for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because I, I think that's that the most pretentious thing anyone's ever no. said. On <laughs> I don't pay for video I, games. No, 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 no. Because I, I did that with Destiny. I paid 50 quid for Destiny. Yeah. Because everyone was going on about it. And, you know. Old D. And I thought. Yeah, D1, yeah. Smashing, and uh, it, I played it for ten hours and got utterly fucking bored of it. Ten um, hours is a long time gym. of game, though. Like, I don't think. Shocking. Nah, it's not me. Not for a game like that. Well, no, but I think you played it for ten hours. I think you got a good. Nah, I've not got fifty quid's worth out of it. That's like ten hours a game. Ridiculous. Some games are like three hours long. That's like a five or an hour. I think you've gone crazy. Nah, mate. No. Anyway, I. <laughs> I'm not. A it's big, a good start. Yeah. <laughs> I am not the biggest fan of Ubisoft games. Like I, all the whole production line, I don't know approach to it. Just I find it boring. Mm. But this genuinely feels. I mean, I haven't played a lot of Destiny, so I'm sure if you play a lot of Destiny, it doesn't feel that fresh. It is a lot like Destiny from what I can f- yeah. figure out. But I actually think it feels quite. I mean, well, it's not new because it's just kind of an RPG where you go get loot and level up all the time. But there's yeah. something very Moorish about it. Yeah, it's Diablo, but third-person yeah, shooter, right? Exactly. And I think that's... I like it. I yeah. actually think there's a lot to it. It's the best game Ubisoft's made in years, I think. I totally agree. Yeah. Mostly because they haven't stuck to their usual... There's no towers in it. Well, they're safe houses. Uh, I don't actually, you don't uh, climb anything. But things like people go on the safe houses are the towers. But the safe houses are there to like really. level up and, and increase things rather than just, oh, you've unlocked more of the map. They don't really unlock more of the map or anything no. like that. I think it feels really original for a Ubisoft game. It doesn't feel like they've taken anything from anything else. They've just gone, right, 
here's our template. Let's make it. You know what's amazing? It means that every Ubisoft game after this now is going to be like the division. Well, yeah, this could become a new template. Then again, this has the leg surely to be, you know, relevant for a good few years, depending on what content. Oh yeah, it'll be like Destiny, right? Just upgraded with big expansion packs. It's weird that they've announced all their DLC plans now. I guess they want to sell some season passes, but none of it really sounds like major. Expansion one, expansion two, in the same sense that mm. Destiny was. Maybe I've misinterpreted what they're saying, but I haven't really looked into. It seems like more sort of standard DLC fare rather mm. than. What's the time frame for it? Like when's the last one come out? Did they said? I can't remember. There's three. This well, maybe year. they maybe well, so maybe the next big one then comes out early next year. So you have three mini ones just to keep you interested in this Who version, knows? and then you Who get knows? to January, and then kapow like brand new the division yeah I, I have to say though even though i fully expect well even though we were talking about it pre-release about how rpg it is and how a lot of people you birds were saying this a lot how secret numbers game and all yeah. that people might not realize quite how much of an rpg it is not secret I, numbers well, pouring out of people's head constantly no matter what you're doing i still numbers. didn't realize quite how rpg it oh, actually it's super RPG. is like it is super that's the only thing i find a bit disconnecting with it is like you know you throw one of those buffs and healers and all that you throw one of those grenades like in someone's pocket it just goes you did 22 damage and they don't die i'd rather just blew up to be honest even the damage it's not like per bullet it's dps yeah super rpg it's really hardcore in that sense like you know imagine if a few people have seen the trailers and thought that looks cool and they sit down to play they'd be like it's a lot of information to get through it has made it more complicated than it actually is like the way that game explains itself to you, I think, is terrible. It just constantly throws more and more information at you until you're like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. Then when, I, when you actually learn its systems, you're like, oh, it's not that hard. But it is a pretty casual RPG, though, when you consider it against some hardcore well, RPGs. True. But that's the thing, I but think they make out like it's not. It, it's a perfect beginner's guide to RPGs, yeah. I think. I, I, think that, I think that's completely the right thing, but I think the way they approach it in-game makes it sound like it's not. Yeah. There's one point when you get a screen, it's got about 42 different bits of information, and you're like, <laughs> oh, gee, I can't take all this in. But then you realise it's just like levelling up, like just normal levelling up yeah. that anybody can figure out. You know, shooting bin men with flamethrowers. A lot of shooting bin men with flamethrowers. <laughs> one thing I can't really get over with the Division, and I'm fine with the, the numbers now, I won't play it because it's too... No, this is going to sound weird. It it looks too bleak to me. And you love bleak. Yeah, I know, but... Do I, you mean the, I like the, a, the setting? Or yeah, the... I like a beautiful kind of bleak, like a Dark Souls, right? Yeah. But this is just like, here I am in snow. I trudge around the snow shooting poor people. It should be my favourite game of all time. <laughs> Steve Bird Simulator. But at the same time, it's just... Every time I see Alice play it, she's running around Times Square like, or in the dark zone and buying the dark zone. I mean, she's getting like beanie hats. Hmm. I just think... I get it that the shooting is the appeal, but aesthetically, I'm like, nah. I, I couldn't put any time into it because it would just annoy me how many times I'm crouching behind a car and shooting. Well, I mean, it's a third-person shooter, though, so there's always going to be yeah, a lot but, of it. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just, it's just that, it's that most base level of destroyed in a video game. At least Gears of War, it was a different yeah. world. Yeah. So you could run through the world and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> At least the architecture's interesting. This is just a New York I've seen destroyed thousands and thousands of times in films and games and fucking serial, you know? It's yeah. just like... Well, I think a few people come down the other side, though, don't they? They get a real kick that it's New yeah, York. And I like I've that. been there and I've been there. Yeah. And oh, my gosh, exciting. But at the same time, it just... 
I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll load it up on the Beast Machine <laughs> in 4K and see what it's got. But at the same time, like, I'd rather play Super Mario World. Yeah, but that's the same with everything, surely. Well, yeah. What other game would you rather play exactly. Super Mario World? I don't know, it's just, I feel like I've seen it all and I've only played about 20 minutes of it. I do think there is something to that. Because I, I genuinely think after about two hours, you know what the game is. And you either really enjoy what it gave you for two hours and happy to do it again. It's proper, like, wash, rinse, repeat gaming. And... And all then you go in the dark zone and kind of muck around with that kind of stuff. So I think if you do play the opening, you're like, meh, I don't think there's anything that changes at any point. Unless No, no, anyone, I agree. I've played yeah. about eight hours of it, I yeah. think. And I mean, even the story, like it does an awful job of telling a story. I, well, I skip like, all the cutscenes. Well, it's the thing, normally, care. if there's cutscenes in games, I'll watch them. As yeah. crap as they are, I'll watch them. Cutscene started yesterday, I went and put my washing on. Yeah. Came back and I was like, all right, yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't watch the opening. I don't care. It's, just, it's, just, it's so... For a game that has numbers falling out of people, it takes itself ever so seriously. Oh, I just and it's just like, it. there's no need. My children, so who, cares, who cares a fuck about your children? But, but that's the like, other thing as well. Your children got numbers? <laughs> Gonna shoot them? But you know the story before you begin. Like, you know, yeah. if you've got any idea what the division is, you know, some virus has taken out everyone and bad times are here. There's not really, other than... Why are you there? You're just sort of you get clearing called. up rioters, yeah, right? You get a little thing at the beginning that says, oh, you've been activated or something. Why? So I don't know. It never makes sense. <laughs> to shoot. Instead of corralling you've got to sort the virus out. Oh, all right. Yeah, why me? Along with well, the millions yeah, of others of us that are doing it. It's, it's, it the, the story is, is pants. I think they should have gone the other way with the story and just been all silly. It doesn't matter that it's a make real it aesthetic. Or make it ambiguous. Make oh, yeah. it utterly ambiguous that you don't actually know really what's yeah. going on. One thing, you know, you say about like content uh, upgrades, like, uh, sorry, uh, downloadable content uh, and, uh, you know, new like year two packs yeah. and stuff. I would play, and this sounds, I sound like I've gone mad, and if I sound weird, I'm quite ill. I would play a Somerset version, as in, you know, the season, not the place of the division i would love it to look like far cry like to be in a really hot new york summer and just rather than i the sun is down again oh no it's snowing that, again i think that's something they could release down the line and i want to fly helicopters in it don't think they'll do that and i don't want a jet <laughs> you want a jet <laughs> i want it i want them to turn the numbers off I, so you can turn the numbers I off. I want the numbers no. off. I want a jet. I want a helicopter. <laughs> I want them to pick up all that rubbish that's on the floor. No, there is an option to turn the numbers off. Yeah, I thought about to say there's an option to turn off the rubbish. Turn on the jet. In fairness, to, in fairness to the division, uh, that uh, apocalypse is new or new-ish. So they really have, and no one wants to be like dealing with bin bags, for example, because you know they may have infected stuff on them. Fallout, on the other hand, like as I said on Twitter, you've got a fucking detective agency, but not a cleaning agency. <laughs> like people need de- de- a private detective, but they don't need a, like someone to just go and pick up some bricks. Nah, Mate, bricklayers they... like Arnie. After what happened with Arnie and Lou Ferrigno? Was it Lou Ferrigno or the other guy after the big earthquake, San Andreas or whatever? I think that was Franco. Franco, they just went town and became instantly rich because they were jacked and could lift stuff. <laughs> Arnie in Fallout 4, it'd be a billionaire in I seconds. I think in Fallout 4, though, everyone just looked away and went, nah, I can't be bothered. I'm not tight. Look how much shit there is. It's going to take ages. Yeah, but detective agency. <laughs> but no, I do, I don't want to, I do, I do think The Division is Ubisoft's best game mm. in years. It's not one, I can't really criticise it because I have, every time I play it, I do enjoy it, but after about an hour and a half, I, I do start to get bored. Yes, I don't think it's a game, because you think it would be a game you can sit down and really yeah. kind of hammer, but it's not. You really, you need friends, 100%, by itself, grief, that must be incredible. See, I've been dull. playing it by myself. Do you not get bored? Mm, not as bored as I thought I would. Fair enough, I haven't done it yet, so but, I can't, it just, I thought that, 
I would get bored if I played it. I did myself. a mission with uh, Kirk McKean. Yeah, old friend of video gamer. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't have said it really added much to it. We weren't. We, I guess we weren't talking to each other because he just joined my, my what party. Oh, he just like sidewayed in. Yeah, what a diss! I played a mission with Kirk McKean, <laughs> and it was still just as crap. <laughs> no, still just as good. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a matter of perspective, isn't it? Yeah. But no, enjoying it um, more than I thought I would actually. Yeah, oh, much more. I, I didn't. I literally had no interest in the division pre-release. None. I hated it all. Mm. And now I did. I hate all the marketing. <laughs> I was for that a bit game. surprised. You, you, just, you hate stuff. I hate Ubisoft <laughs> games. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked what you said about it. I thought it was, it was very even-handed uh, with regards to a lot of the division's features and its mechanics and systems. And yeah, it, it's an odd game. One thing for me, why can't? How often do you go inside? I know I sound like I'm insane, gone mad on Lemsip or something. You go inside a lot. Yeah, but every time, oh, I don't know, you go inside, it's like, can I use this laptop? I wish there was more variety. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got people doing star jumps indoors and you can't get through them. But I, this is what I don't understand, right? So World of Warcraft came out 2002, something like that. And like all this, um, what do they call I can't remember. The, uh, what do they um Taunts, not taunts, they don't call them. The yeah, 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 the amounts. Yeah. And that's been around, and all of a sudden, in the last three years, they're, they're back. Destiny's doing it. Why has <laughs> that become a thing? This has been around for years, and everyone's gone nuts about them. Probably because they realise they can charge for them now. Yeah. Well, I may, I, just, I think that's so weird. Like, World of Warcraft's been doing it for, you know, 722 years, and mm. now the division in Destiny, that's all they're about. Ah, oh, he's waving at me. All right, who gives yeah. a, I, that, that stuff I don't understand at Have all. you that's tried weird. the Dark Zone stuff yet? I've been in once. See, I haven't even gone in, because is it, do you have to be high level for that? Or it's meant to be, but uh, it doesn't really. There's no. Um, it never blocks you off the division, which I like. If you want no, to go but be a I just dick, thought it just says go be a dick. As a lone player, that may be relatively low level in that area. Do I really want to go in and get screwed up? I don't think so. It was really hard. Like when I went, I did not enjoy my time in the dark zone. I don't think really? I was meant to. I mean, I, got, I did get a new hat. That is something <laughs> that I got. Um, but no, I don't think that's not where the joy of this game comes. I mean, maybe down the line, I think that's where its longevity will come from. But I just like the way that it's very even though it doesn't present itself it's very very simple I'm playing with a friend let's go do a mission oh we've got a load of XP let's lo- lo- um, level a load of stuff up see what inventory we've got I'll see you tomorrow yeah. talking of a new hat though and loot and all that <laughs> that's the one area where I think they've maybe missed the mark so far and, I, and I'm not high level so I don't know what the loot looks like later on but yeah. it's still a hat it looks like a baseball it's all very yeah, realistic it, yeah way. there's nothing really that stands out where you go oh, I want that that looks amazing I've yeah. never encountered anyone where I've gone oh Can you he, he's got a good avatar are <laughs> there you any like what? Slayer t-shirts and shit I, I can't say there are Jim I don't <laughs> no, I know wish, I wish there were but that's Jim. the sort of thing no, that you'd really think it. that they would push the boat out on like Call yeah. of Duty has a lot of customiza- customization stuff um, well you want to see someone walk around in like a bright yellow top or yeah, something that yeah, stand just something out. that stands out whereas at the moment it's all sort of khaki jeans and Chinos. Yeah. But the problem is, is that it's... Right a yellow top with that, that smile on it, like that 70s team. Yeah, you'd notice him, wouldn't you, though? It's you'd just love that guy, as yeah. fuck, though, isn't it? Totally. This is it. They made, a, they made a game about getting exotic stuff and then set it in Macy's. Mm-hmm. So you're looking... Alice played it on the live stream and I was like commentating for want of a better word. And I was <laughs> like, so what are we getting now, Alice? She's like, oh, we're going to get some chinos. Are like, you fucking joking? But I think some people like the, the realistic side of it, though. Oh, that's from... shite. Chino. But you shoot people in the head and they don't die. <laughs> uh-huh. they? It's a, it, I, do, I do agree with you. I think there is a certain bedding in period because you do expect to shoot someone in the head in a game that looks like a realistic shooter and they don't go down. But I like number shooters. I, I prefer the original Mass Effect combat, which I know is, a, is an awful thing to say, but I did, so I'm glad. Two, two and three? I liked all the numbers falling out of oh. people in Mass Effect 
won't call it one because Burns here, but the original, the original, original Mass, Mass Effect. Effect. I did. And I, I like. I don't need. I got look. I got Gears of War. I don't need to have any more third person shooters like Imagine that. Because numbers came out the locust. <laughs> oh, then I get mad. But <laughs> it, you're not going to better that, so I don't need it. So I'm glad the division tries to do something different. Yeah. Anyway, this enough. is enough chat about the division. I was just very surprised mm. that I like it. Now, I Dave, love how it's like, sorry, I just love how it's BHS simulator, basically. I mean, it really does look like BHS clothes. Run around <laughs> trying to find chinos that fit here. <laughs> if you listen to this in America, BHS is like a shit clothing department store. British home but stores. You don't have that in. I don't think it ever made it across the pond, BHS. It may have done. <laughs> You'd have to change the name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Dave, yeah. there is a game you can talk about. Is there? Because this doesn't go live until tomorrow. Doesn't it? No. Are you so sure? You, yes. You Not can even talk to about Patreon this. members. Yeah, but they will vanish before I give it to them, so it's fine. What do you mean? You can talk about it. I've I've made I've made arrangements. I've signed an agreement. I've Look, signed my name no on a bit way. of paper. I haven't. Is it sniper? Sniper Elite. Sniper three. Elite four. 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 I've written this, three here. This so. time it's personal. Yeah, exactly. We can talk about. Don't worry. No one's going to hear it before. It's, everyone will hear it. They won't. They will. No, now we just waste the embark- no. It just everyone knows that we're t- talking about no, stuff we can't the, talk about. By the time people hear this. It's already the embargo's gone, so now we're arguing about nothing. Dave, we're in the future. Imagine we're in the future. It's now one p.m. tomorrow, so we're all good. Yeah, except to Patreons. Yeah, but it's not going to be in the Patreon edition. It's going to get cut. Why not? Out. It's going to get cut. It's oh. like when TV shows go out be- be- before the watershed. Hey, it's going to get cut. While we're talking about Patreon, if you'd like more <laughs> of the podcast, you can go to. I was get it wrong. Patreon.com forward slash video gamer. Five bucks more podcast. Right. Okay, yeah, right, if it. this is being cut until well, tomorrow, well, maybe this is, this is maybe my revenge against you, Dave. What have I done? <laughs> no, 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 it's not really, it's not a joke. I'm not, no one's going to hear this until tomorrow at Wednesday at 1pm or 12pm, sometime around this. Look, as long as it's after Wednesday 1am, exactly. I don't care. Which it will be. I promise <laughs> you it is. Okay, fine. Sniper Elite 4, what do you want to know? Because we've done a video on this, me and you, Jim. Yeah, you which, if you're listening to this right now, you can and, go and watch, because it's live on the internet. And I never signed anything, so... Uh, but, me, me neither. But we can talk about it. It's all the embargo's passed. Oh, you know I, what? I'd I rather talk to... about Battlezone. You can talk about both. Which is madness. Talk about Battlezone and then segue beautifully into Sniper Elite 4. Right, I said this in the in the video, this was the main point, but Battlezone has sold me on VR now. Explain what Battlezone is for people that don't know. Battlezone is a very old uh, sort of <laughs> arcade. <laughs> way to start. It's an arcade shooter franchise, a tank shooter. Yeah, oof. Yeah, do you I, know don't, I, I don't like tanks. It's just me. That's I don't you like know, games. So I don't like right. tank games. Secret tank games. Secret I don't like them. I don't like them. No, um, you're incredible. <laughs> I don't like tank games. I don't, I don't like tanks. They're all slow and monotonous. <laughs> you are a living tank. <laughs> I don't, I don't like Tell people about. Battle anyway, this is a VR reboot of that franchise, and uh, so the reason it works in VR is because you're actually sitting in a tank. You're not a person in a VR world. So you're sitting in a tank, you're sitting down in real life, you're holding a controller, you can see the controller in front of your tracks where the controller is. And uh, it's not much to say about it. You literally just go around <laughs> you're shooting. You're the one that said you wanted to talk about it. You go around <laughs> shooting tanks. But I'm just going to repeat what I said. I'm going to repeat what I said in the video that we did on it, in that it's the first game that I've played in VR that's made me re- appreciate how VR can play in a game. What other VR games have you played? I've only ever played Ubisoft's VR experiences, which was... Oh, I don't know about them. It was a VR was demo. like a, a bird flying over Paris? Yeah. It was a, well, it, it was technically yeah, it was. a game, like but it was a demo. It was a, a yeah. eagle flight like or something they call it. playing the first sort of... The first shot of Broken Sword, where it's literally, it, it is literally a bird flying oh, over Paris. I've never played it. Yeah, so in that yeah. demo, Ubi, Ubisoft made that a VR experience. Yeah, you so played yeah. as an eagle and you used your, you tilted your head left and right to turn, mm. and it was, 
<laughs> not as awkward to play as you'd think it would be, but it yeah. was still like, no, I'd still, I wouldn't play this. Claiming this the tarot was hard, though, wasn't it? Yeah, and then they did... Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's, he's winking at me. Yeah, You're yeah. talking shine, Jim. Shut up. Crazy. Making jokes and that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> then there was uh, one of a uh, scene from Far Cry 3. It was the Vars definition of insanity. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they yeah. recreated that in VR, and it was good. Mm. It worked very well, but it was just one of those things that it was an experience. Rather, it was a demo rather than a game. Um, and I've played one of Crytek's one, one of their earlier ones, where you climb a, a wall, it's the dinosaur one. Oh, played, yeah, I remember that as well. And you, again, you'd think, well, I'm never going to play a game about climbing, so... I've played loads of Crytek tech demos, mate. Yeah. Loads <laughs> of this one was the first one? Was one, Crisis 3. <laughs> what, Gen what, one was every single game they've ever released. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bang! Oh, Burns, I'm going to have to turn... Oh, hang on. I'm going to have to turn that down. That destroyed my ears. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the first proper game that I've enjoyed, and I can see how VR would, VR would work for games. It's probably similar for Sony's Riggs game that yeah. they're doing, uh, which is a similar kind of bot-themed one. But, no, you, you use your head to look around in this tank, you aim with the right <laughs> stick, and then you shoot with R2. Sorry. Jim, <laughs> Nothing was said, Jim. <laughs> no, I just keep laughing that that Dave keeps saying, yeah, so in that one, you used your head to look around. Well, obviously, you used your fucking head to look around. <laughs> yeah, but... It's, the, like, it's like a signature part of the fucking technology. Yeah, but <laughs> when you sat, use your head to look around. When, like, real life. When I sat down to play it, I didn't realise that I could look all the way around and see everything well, I around I guess you me. actually wouldn't if you haven't... Because I, the first time I played VR, I didn't know that. No, if you're in a tank, is the first thing you do would think about would be look at just look around everywhere. No, not really. What did sort you of just play look on? ahead? PlayStation. It's PlayStation VR. I played it on PS4. Okay, so how when you saw the the previous VR stuff, mm. presumably not on PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm, that was Oculus. Yeah. So how did it? You know, because I've not used PlayStation VR yet, so I'm more interested. Not just in the games, but how that experience is. Um, I wouldn't have. In terms of the actual VR tech, I'm not sure I could totally. differentiate okay. between the two. Yeah. I don't know whether because Battlezone is like deliberately lo-fi. Like the, the is aesthetic. it still gridded, like the old one? No, but it has like a sort of Tron neon okay, kind of look right. to it. But so you liked that, didn't you? That's something yeah, you Yeah, it worked really yeah. well. Like The idea of a VR game actually being kind of presented almost in a virtual reality way but Metal Gear really. Solid isn't it yeah oh, they could do VR missions Konami straight on that 100% right cost them too much money surely they don't want to spend that cash nah I don't need anyone to make it <laughs> just get the B squad <laughs> get the Pez team to do it <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> whoa but yeah I went in not expecting too much if you were to see that game if you know you'd never kind of consider playing a game like that these days non-VR I don't think no but having VR adds a lot to like an older kind of genre that maybe you wouldn't be interested in. When's it out? Do we know? No idea. I assume it's a PlayStation VR launch game, yeah. which we may know because there's a big yeah, there's conference. A we may know by the time we hear this. We yeah. don't have information, so, so we can't spoil it. Yeah. Right now, let's look at the timestamp and then... Oh, no, I'm not doing that. That's can, too much you work. You something in. <laughs> well, I was going to say, we could... <laughs> We could all say when it's going to come out, and then you could cut it. Okay, all well, right. We can do that. We're not. Gonna, we just leave it in now as all guesses. Right. Dave, when's it coming out? September. Dave, I reckon it's coming out mid-September. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Price is Right. <laughs> Don't go over. Uh, I'll do, well. I mean, July. Late it won't September. Come, it won't come out July, but just to be different, I think it'll probably come out later in the year. But I'll say summer for fun. Never if they release it this summer. What a stupid idea that would be, Jim. When's it coming out? Twenty seventeen. 
Ooh. Oh, there you go. Fair enough, Jim. So, if at any point in twenty or any point after September, after mid September, yeah, you, you win. win. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't go over though. That's the rules of the prices, right? You can't go over. Yeah, I don't know. So if it comes out in it. December, you uh, you win. Yeah, because you said mid September. Hmm. That's how the rules work. I don't know, mate. I've never seen it. Okay, I saw wasn't wasn't Prince on it once? <laughs> no idea. Prince, did as in the artist formerly known as, yeah. or Nassim. Like, did I imagine that? I don't know. Am I ill? No. I'm wrong. What Prince? Anyway, Prince? but it's good. You like it's it. Good. I went in not expecting too much from it, to be totally honest. And I came back thinking, nice. yes, I would happily. Do play you that feel game. the same way about Sniper Elite Three? Four, four. Sorry. Uh, no, I expected. <laughs> I expected uh, a fair amount from Sniper Elite Four. And did I think, you? Yeah. Did you they, get it? What do you mean? Or did you get your expectations met? I think so, yeah. Oh, that's good. I don't think it went beyond my expectations. <laughs> it's funny, it's fine. Because <laughs> it's, it's one of those games that... He's like, no tanks though. <laughs> <laughs> probably are tanks in it, to yeah, be fair, probably Jim. Yeah, probably are. I'll tell, tell you what, is there, a, is there a bit in Sniper Elite 4 where you lift your hand up and then a disembodied controller floats in front of you, <laughs> floats in front of you as if being suspended by a cartoon ghost. Just hanging on an X-ray <laughs> pair of testicles. Because that's what it looks like on the back. If you look at our video, if you look at the Battlezone, the, what is it? Yeah, Battlezone, yeah. Yeah, Battlezone, this one. <laughs> Battlefront, right, Battlefield, <laughs> again. like an old man. If you look at the Battlezone footage, that's what it is when the guy looks down at the controller. It's like it sort of it tracks where you're holding the controller. It's like, it's like a so fucking, you can see it when you hold it up to your face. It's like you, you know, you know, on Button Moon where they push something on with a stick. That's, that's what it looked like. Anyway, that is like, the Jim, meanest this dude. Button Moon was made out of spoons. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's made out of spoons. Hey man, but I'm not dissing anything. But but Button Moon was amazing. I saw yeah. Button Moon live once. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Luton Library Theatre. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, very good. Anyway, sorry, Dave. Sniper Elite. What would you like to know? I'd like to know, is it just Sniper Elite 3 with a 4 on the end? Because uh, I presume they... Because it's still got the bullet go into an arm. I think so. It's a lot more detail. Those x-ray... Because when we recorded that video that we did, Jim, mm-hmm. I was going off my memory of Sniper Elite 3. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched some of the footage that you put in the Sniper Elite 4 video... Yeah. Um, it does look like a bigger jump up than I remember it yeah, being. Yeah, it does. Like, the, the maps are clear. Well, I could tell from the footage. I mean, I didn't see it like Dave did. I only cut a, cut a video together. But I could tell from the footage that the maps were a lot bigger. Because you're like, you're, ta- you're, it's like in this fishing village in Italy, that this is one of the maps, and it's enormous. And, like, you're at one side of the harbour, and you're taking guys out on the other side of the of the village, like, across a massive body of water, Shit loads of stuff in the map. I think they said there's like a 300 meter sniping lane or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite a distance. A couple of things we forgot to mention in that video, Jim, that the hardcore Sniper Elite fans would probably like to know. You can now zero your scope. (laughs) Yep, you're going to love it. What does that mean? That just means that over distance you can, I don't know the exact terms, but you can level it out so you don't need to aim it. You don't need to aim your sight too much higher above where the target is. Because, you know, like... Do you know what? I think we should just leave this for people that understand. The like, further in the distance, you sort of have to aim it higher to account for bullet right, drop, right? Yes, that makes sense, uh, yes. Whereas if you zero like, your scope, you don't need to aim higher. Oh, so it's, like, quite, it's like when you zero your skills before you get on them. <laughs> so it's quite authentic then, even though you can shoot a man in the bollocks That's and watch his bollocks blow up. Yeah, the original game was... was it was, it was mega, authentic. Yeah. They always have these authentic settings where you can 
have bullet drop and wind stuff and all didn't that. sniper elite three though on occasion just descend into third person shooter territory and that's something that people didn't like did. about it you played a lot more of three than i did jim so you might need to help me out a little there bit, was but... um because you you just kind of want to find find the perfect spot and and, and take people out right and it, it wasn't there a lot of oh you've been yeah. spotted now you just got far an uzi yeah. into the crowd <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot yeah there was a lot of um, and now you're two face at that party in batman forever um but no uh you know that that was a legit complaint yeah because sometimes it just turned into but it felt like you know it's like um like a stealth game when you fuck the stealth and then you just end up fucking just munching 20 guys and then and then you really don't feel like you've done it properly so you restart yeah. mm. it was more like that really i think there was an argument for saying that well if your game did descend into just standard third person shooter then you probably weren't playing it very well and well i think that's unfair because you know, it obviously had the uh, things in place to allow you to do that well, I mean, yeah, basically totally. does this one did you see any because I didn't play it and it was been played by the oh really so it, okay so, so he was like yeah. the most perfect sniper elite no he wasn't but uh, there's still close quarters stuff and uh, oh, playing, yeah I mean like the, the, the footage has got like him um, like they've got melee kill cams now the x-ray kill cams so obviously they're trying to oh really so if you like, smack someone with a gun you get the whole punch him in the chin, nose there's right. a bit in the footage where he knees a guy in the face and it's just like like the blood and you know <laughs> it is vicious it does is. it feel like more money has gone into this one it sounds like it's got a lot more polish to it I know you haven't really seen much but just the stuff you're telling me sounds like they've it invested. looks better because it's current gen only and the other one yeah. was cross gen so perhaps that's a sort of natural upgrade that you're going to get I don't know because it's it's self-published by Rebellion whereas the other one the last ones were published by 505 mm. so I don't know if that's affected the budgets or not must have done a little bit, I presume, wouldn't it? You would have assumed it had. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, I wouldn't have said it was a... It, wasn't, it didn't feel like a huge AAA-type game. But that's that series, right? There are, what, it's yeah, this it's, kind of yeah. series that floats around the sort of it's great territory, mm. but yeah. you can imagine it being a lot better in your head. It's, it's one of the last yeah. kind of B-tier games, isn't it? Like, cause yeah. you, don't, you don't really... You THQ to, games, don't yeah, get those games. Yeah, anymore. you seem to get like they died. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> don't make B games. You just get like AAA or shitty indie now. You don't get. There's no in between. Oh, so. that's it, Jim. What have you just said? Yeah. That's no, the end well, of the you podcast, know, you got everyone. good indies as well, but yeah, you know. I don't know if it's fair to call it B tier or not. You, you know, you know what I mean, though. It is. I know what you mean. Though. Solid seven. No, we didn't say that. We're not saying that as 100% of what we're saying. <laughs> What's your opinion, Jim? A solid, uh, like, sort of, like, better than two worlds, not as good as Oblivion. I, I think... <laughs> what is this scale? <laughs> this is the weirdest scale, the RPG scale. You've lost it, Jim. I just think they've put a lot of effort into the size of the worlds now. The scope of the game is a lot better. And uh, the... <laughs> This is just into I'm going to give up now. Yeah. It's just gone. It what, sounds I think like, that was burned. It sounds like you enjoyed it, though. Uh, yeah, That's I enjoyed what thing. I saw. Yeah. Dave, go. what and I need to know about this game, this is a very serious <laughs> question. No, it is serious. Is that, as Jim said, I think we got sidetracked when we were talking about it, is that, yes, it's good to have these big sniping lanes and all of that. Yeah. But I never felt, uh, maybe in the early ones, but uh, from V2 onwards, uh, so the first game, I never really felt that it was a game about sniping as much as it was, you know, just like, oh, not proper sniping, you know, just using a gun at range as mm. opposed to getting into, posi- like spending time getting into position. Mm. 
and having one shot which shoots Hitler's balls off, mm. uh, which or ball in in the continuity of that game. Whereas, yeah, it felt like, especially in V two, like you you'd fire a shot and everyone would go bring, and then you'd get out like a Sten gun or whatever and just start running running and gunning. Mm. Does it feel like you have you can if the levels are bigger? spend more time going after one target or is it just you now have to plant three batches of explosives because you had to do that a lot in the last game it's too hard to tell because they were really they weren't really showing off objective type stuff it vr more, assassin game would be amazing I, I, vr sniping think, game um, they they one thing they did in the demo was the i'm pretty sure they shot a guy in a sniper tower and then they tried to which was across the other side of the map, and then they sort of made it their own personal mission to go and get up that sniper tower so they could go and shoot everyone else in the map. It wasn't the objective of the game, it was just how they decided to approach mm. that mission mm. on the way. Interesting. It, yeah, on the way, it did sort of turn into a bit of run and gun because they got spotted. Um, I don't think there's any problem with falling back into that. I didn't play the last one, I just know a lot of people would have played the last one like it's just a run and gun shoot it's not run and gun it was more like I guess in Metal Gear 5 if you were to get spotted yeah it was that sort of thing it wasn't just droves of enemies that would just come and try and mow you down it was you've got to deal with that pocket of enemies and then you can sort of move on to the next area and Go from there. So it's like, it's like it's like when you get pistachios in something, isn't it? Because it's like <laughs> he's, Jim's back, like, saving like, his fifty quid on the division has sent Jim like, like when you get pistachios on a cake and shit, and you're like, oh, I don't like all this fucking cake. I like the pistachio. <laughs> Why can't it just be all pistachios? You're if like, anyone but, listening but to this not, podcast doesn't like cake but eats the pistachios, I will throw it, myself out. This is a Dave Shaw. You, you can imagine, like people who take fucking tomatoes out of burgers and shit. Like, I know yeah. what you mean. And it's bits, you know, bits of a game that you yeah, don't I mean, want. I think the, the thing, the thing about everybody wants cake is a terrible no, analogy. Like the thing cake. about Sniper <laughs> Elite, like right? It. Sniper Elite is, is like the actual bits when you're sniping. From I, I really liked Sniper Elite Three. Really, really, really liked it, and never expected to. But for me, it was like um, those were the that was that was the, the bits you savor. That was like getting to the bit where you could, yeah, you know, where you could do the actual sniping and enjoy that. That was the bit you savored. That was like that. That was like the pistachio. And the rest of it was like the fucking... It's awful analogy. And the rest of it was I'm just the sort of mascarpone, you know? Like, that's, uh... So to sum up our feelings, Sniper Elite 4 is mascarpone. That's it. That's all you need to know. All right. I tell you what else... No, mascarpone is the bad bit, right? So the pistachio is the, the bad Yeah, but you see, mascarpone itself ain't bad, is it? It's just, oh, like it's just not pistachio. Well, the pistachios... Yep. Well, another pistachio game that I played this week that I wanted to talk about, which I think you talked about last week, I assume you did is Stephen Burns' favourite hitman, which I, well think, good, I think is sublime, to be honest. Yeah. I think it is a tremendous it. video. It's, I think, to play that. just think it's tremendous. I think this whole... It doesn't, I don't even care with the whole, oh, you have to wait a month. I can't believe it. I just, it doesn't bother me. Because, See, I do. A lot. <laughs> but there's so much to do in those three levels. It's like, I don't need another one at the moment. It doesn't... I don't, there's there's feel, only one main level, though, isn't there? I think even in the first two, you can muck around with it for a good... Well, more than a couple of hours. Oh, yeah. Like, I've... I've played it about six hours now. Yeah. And for a game that, what, so far is 10, 11, 12 quid, six pound, that's pretty good. Uh, six hours, that's pretty good value. Yeah. That's all you're going to get out of it. Um, I just, I wish it was all there from the beginning. And I've run into some bugs and crashes and things like that. Oh, which, so I haven't heard anything like that. Yeah, because I remember talking to them when they announced it and they sort of made out, you know, what we do release is going to be highly polished <laughs> game it's not early access so that's why yeah. we're not calling it early access but what i found is that it's perhaps not 
in as finished state as I would have. Well, that's liked strange. I've never, apart from the loading times, which are loading unbelievable. Times are crazy. The performance mm. is but a bit all over. The, the performance place. has been, apart from a little stutter when you start the Paris level, I haven't had. I'm not any yeah, problems. That's all over the place as far as uh, Dave's concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, D- Dave fucking, Dave trips over and face plants his PS4 and he kicks it and shit. And, it's little things know. like code strings in the menu yeah. and yeah, the menu's so, that taken that literally has only ever happened to, not, you're the only person who's mentioned that. Therefore, I think it's your fault. I got an objective showing up twice, but it was written in a different way. And <laughs> it's, like, it's things like that where you think, has this been play tested or QA? Stuff as much like that is bad. Hope? But I think the way, I mean, going back to the very core of it, yeah. the amount of options and the, how open it is, 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 is it one of the most intimidating games I've ever played? Like, if you ignore all the like, opportunity stuff, which kind of gives you a, a, a basic guide to how to do a thing, it's like you are just a hit, man. Yeah, go do what you want. What yeah. do you want to do? Don't give a shit. You figure it out. You're like, oh. The scale right. of it is amazing. I'm, I'm concerned that some of the things, because I saw it at the very beginning, and I think the way that I pictured certain scenarios playing out, because they are essentially like mini scenarios within a much grander yeah. level. You're basically right? like a mini open hub and you can pick different things to go and do. Yeah. So like the TV reporter at the beginning of the map, mm. you can set a contract and say, well, how, how are you going to kill her if she's reporting live on TV? And I yeah. think when it was demoed to me and it, that idea was put into my head, I was like, yeah, shit, how are you going to do that? <laughs> but then when I played a contract with someone to set that contract, and when yeah. you actually come to do it, she reports for like two minutes, and then she goes to the guy, well, let's go then. And they sneak off around the back, and they both sort of walk off their own paths, and you can kill them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, right, well, that, that really didn't take as much thought as mm. I kind of thought that scenario would in my head. So it's little things like that, I think, that I'm disappointed by. And like the big... The showstopper, where you can drop all the lighting rig rigs on um, the target. I don't know. I kind of pictured in the previous game when you look at curtains down, like when you have to shoot the guy on stage, right? You can put the the real gun in the place yeah. of the fake gun yeah, yeah, and get yeah. the actor to shoot him for you. I would have thought in that game you, it was a series of, of events that led up to that point, and you kind of watched it unfold in front of you once you'd placed that. Mm. I don't get that sense from this at all. So, like, you can get an invitation to go up to the secret meeting. I would have thought that you'd have had to have followed the girl that was giving an, given an invitation and then somehow work out a way to get it off her. But it's not that at all. You can just go into the bathroom. There's just one r- lying around, which you can use to get in. I don't mind, though, because it doesn't tell you to do that. You, you have to have the impetus to go out and find one. That's true, what I like about it. It's not hard it. to find, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, because true. these people are meant to be gacked off their fucking tits. So, like... <laughs> That was my next point, was the gack. (laughs) And it's like, when you set up the rigging to fall down, I'd have thought that that would have been like another series of events, right, I've got to put that there, I've got to make sure that happens at that time, but it's not. It's like, you get to the top level, you crawl along the top, and you just hit the the wrench to to knock it down. Well, in fairness, in curtains down, you do do that as well. But I think what you're talking about is uh, what I've described as the chronograph versus clockwork effect. So, uh, (laughs) no. It's uh, a lot of people are worried that it, it functions like a, a stopwatch. So instead of being just like clockwork, where the game runs without you even being near it, the player has to start and stop it. So you have that effect. So yeah, you have to go and talk. So you have to overhear some opportunities before the track will start running, essentially. Yeah. And I understand. I know. Uh, I know where that's coming from. I can say uh, it doesn't seem, and I can't say for sure, but the second episode. Uh, isn't doesn't seem to be as reliant on that because the places that you are in uh, aren't as densely populated. 
right. all the time. So you'll have less of the, like, yes, you'll walk past people and it will reveal the opportunity and off they'll start running. But it feels that there's something that you can do in, and I won't ruin it because people got upset about a spoiler in the last thing I said. There is a way to kill one of the targets in the next place, which feels extremely Hitman. And the trigger to get the person in there, it didn't feel like I just walked past heard them talk, and then waited for them to come in. But that's kind of how I assumed it would evolve as the different episodes came out. I treat Mm. Paris as a... Not as an entry-level one, but more of a... Mm. But even then, it still does feel incredibly intimidating to me when it just goes, go on. I think it's a great game. I do honestly think it's very good. I think each different location you get would become more freeform than when you get to number seven or whatever the last one is, six. It's then like, you know, the last level of a video game where it's... I would hope you know, allowed you to learn the game's mechanics through the other five or whatever, and then go, right, this is it. This is the ultimate one. Do you think it's as replayable as they would make? I think it's incredibly I've played it for about 10 or 12 hours. Yeah, I think think it's one of the most replayable games I've ever played. My concern is that I'm going to play it so much because I don't have any other choice. Because are, <laughs> no, but in the I sense that, that yeah. I can't move on to the next yeah. level. If I want to get my money's worth, I do have to kind of replay that level over and over. Um, to the point where... The levels that I would look back on on old Hitman games that I do fondly remember, I don't know if I'll feel that about these ones because even though they are good, I'd have played them so many times that I wonder if I start to think, yeah, but it did get a bit dull towards the end. Maybe. I, I just think, in a way, I think they've done it like this because I wouldn't save a Paris as much as I am now if I knew there was something else to jump into. The fact that's all I've got, I, yeah, I keep going back and I keep finding new stuff. Would you stuff. not go back to it once you've done another couple maybe, of levels? Well, I never did it with the old Hitman game, so I'd like to tell you I would, See, but that's maybe what I, I did. I'd play through the whole game, yeah. and then I'd go back into the missions that I really liked and try them out in different ways. Yeah. Um, I see where you're coming from. I just, I'm definitely you know, playing more of one level in a video game because I don't have the option. Yeah. And because of that, I'm actually getting more out of it. And that's yeah. why I'm not completely adverse to the, to the system they've introduced. Yeah. I think, I think it's better than Absolution. I much prefer it to Absolution. Its systems are the best they've ever been. Yeah, yep, I totally agree. I think it's great. I think if you like Hitman and you played this, you would lose your lose your mind. Mm, mm. A lot of people as well have been tweeting. Of course, it's anecdotal and a bit echo chambery, but yeah, a lot of people I think have been surprised about how how good it is. Mm. Yeah, the, the loading, the tech stuff. I said this in my review. I was, well, even visually, it doesn't look that good. Yeah, I was disappointed in the yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the debug string stuff. And I only saw that. Uh, <laughs> that I only bad, saw that yeah. in debug code. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's not unusual to see a finished game with like debug strings. But yeah, when in my review, I noted that like challenges and uh, Intel have you know they ha- the um, when you click on them, they have images which give you a little peek of where in the world uh, to go or what thing to use. And sometimes it takes ages for them to load. And as I said before, Hitman's a game of really fine margins, and this one. The margins are, are finer, incredibly, and you have to fucking wait a minute for the fucking cunt to load. It's just, it's, <laughs> and it, there you go. It, it annoys me because they've done such a good job, and I know there's a lot of systems going on that level, and yeah. so yeah, to to put it in, but don't give fucking idiots the chance to go where i think they really get fixed but with <laughs> probably people like me to be honest no it's not you davis people who are like well no it takes it takes this long to load and so i'm out you know that sort of thing yeah you can understand it but you know you need to be cognizant of the fact that it's going to put people off but having said that if you say you're maybe bored of those levels sapienza the second one is uh, a lot more open and so it's got like a big mansion on a bay and so it's no nowhere near it like it's similar but not the same 
and uh, you find yourself actually by yourself a lot more. I always thought that in Paris, you're never by yourself. Yeah. Like to find yourself in an area where there's no one, you're in the That's point. kind of something I like. Yeah, that's good. But mm. in, in Sapienza, you're, there's loads more places where you can just go. That's what it should be like. Beach. So it feels like a completely different game. Yeah, and I then in Marrakesh, if you've played Hitman 2, you know, all of the Middle Eastern levels, which are certain like, um, this one called Murder at the Bazaar, I think. <laughs> and you have to go through all these souks and all these marketplaces and you find sniping spots in top of like rug you know shops and yeah. stuff and then in marrakesh they've got all that again and it's very very dense and then standing opposite it is this uh, swedish consulate so you've got this gleaming place that you need to get into and outside is all the intel that's going to and all the challenges it, yeah. and disguise so you're going to be able to mix the the first two levels, basically. So they, they seem smart. Yep, it sounds like exactly what I, I wanted. Think Dave, I think what you said, Dave, is, is valid. I just I just think that after the, after I pushed past it, I just loved it. I thought it was fucking brilliant. I, think, <clears throat> I like it a lot. Yeah. I don't mean to sound too negative. No, no, I get where I, you're coming from completely. Um, I don't know. There's just things about it that I don't don't play out quite how I expected them <coughs> to, perhaps, even mm. though I, you know, the systems, I agree. I think the systems are... I'd love a co-op Hitman game, you know. Just two, just two oh, players. Oh, it depends. Just Can you imagine players. how annoying it was the idiot that just starts running in with his flipping AK-47? You're like, but, oh, great. So, uh, Splinter Cell Conviction had that, didn't it? It had that great co-op mode. Mm, I played yeah. that with um, loads of people. Like Because you you go into work when we were imagining, like, everyone was playing it at that time when it was happening. It's like, oh, man, you playing the co-op? No. And then the next day, we're like, we need to play that co-op <laughs> right now. So you have like two or three different people. Like, fuck me, it's really good. Yeah. So that's the side thing. I'd love it with a bit more limited objectives and like firearm restrictions and so you just have a pistol or whatever and one of you's got to go off and do one thing and the other oh great I think it's really good I, 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 it's like I say so good that I don't even mind the content model I think it works terrifically well um, just quickly before we answer some questions I also played Enter the Gungeon which oh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to does anyone know what Enter the Gungeon is? no nope. it's like a rogue a roguelike <laughs> I'm not even sure what a roguelike is uh, I don't know to be honest a really hard <laughs> video game that it's looks like a like Ben Ricker a what? Sorry, carry on. A bin raker. Yeah, Jimmy, well, you all right, mate? Not a word. No, I don't know about it. Did something happen to you while you were off? No, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the problem. <laughs> it's basically, it's basically like so. It's like randomly generated, all that kind of. I think it's randomly yeah, yeah, generated. Yeah. But you're in a big dungeon, and basically, it's a game that's got about 200 guns in it. And it's just like any other rogue like you've played, but it's incredibly addictive and it's incredibly good. So I just wanted to give it a shout out before we move in. So you're basically just running around. It's like a twin stick shooter. Mm. It's really hard. Um, it's almost like um, like a, a shmup, as people call them. Oh, where yeah. You're just getting inundated with bullets all the time. So Bullet be, hell. Yeah, you've got, to be on, you've got to be on target with all that stuff. And it's just... And I never, ever thought I'd like those games. But it, I played it for about an hour, and I was, I'm well up for some more of that. Mm. And the whole kind of twist is that you're always finding... It's a bit Dark Souls-y in a way. Mm, Dark Souls is not the right word. Maybe more The Division. <laughs> I know, but you're basically always finding chests with a different gun in it. And those guns can fire bees. They can fire bees. chickens. A bee. Bzzz, oh. You know, like that well, thing. Let's see. Makes I, more money. I had a gun that fired fish, which was good. And that froze them or something like that. I can't remember now. But it was just, um, if you like that kind of thing, I'd definitely go check out Into the Gungeon. Just search for it. And... Fair enough. Yeah. Has anyone tried Paragon yet? Paragon. No. Paragon I've got, I've got a key for it. The Epic Games game, right? Yeah, mm. you say you've got a key for it, but you haven't anymore. <laughs> Does it not work? The test is over. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they gave me the opportunity <laughs> to play that. Thank <laughs> you very much. Because I tried doing that last night. Oh, but... really? Why has it ended already? Because the, the game's test. out now. But we didn't get a chance. When it... oh, okay, okay. <laughs> have you played it at all? No, I'd okay. like to. I just wondered if you right, had. Well, we'll play that and we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> That's, is, it, is it like Battleborn? Is that one of Battleborn's rivals? Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know what MOBA it's more like. Well, because we did that Battleborn. Battleborn's not a MOBA, right? Well, it is. We well, did that Battleborn video and I was like, I'd rather play Paragon. I was like, all right, geez, I didn't... <laughs> I'm actually similar, yeah. Okay. I'm wow, why are you covering this? Well, exactly. It's third person, though. Well, that's Epic Games. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely check it out, even though the Dream Team aren't there anymore. Yeah. I'll still definitely have a look into it. <laughs> Does anyone want to talk about anything else? Any other games they may have been playing? No? No? All right, we'll do some questions quickly. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, videogamer.com, videogamer TV, videogamer.com on Facebook, Twitter. Go do it. And if you want more of this, patreon.com forward slash videogamer. Right. Bren Doken, 342211. Pardon? That guy, at Brendwings. Do you think people have been harsh on Street Fighter Five? considering fighting games are just one versus ones with a different coat of paint. So the fighting community just fell to their knees and are crying. <laughs> I do think it's very... I don't really understand what's going on with Street Fighter Five anymore because apparently the servers are still broken. I mean, I tried to get them there and I couldn't. So I guess that's really? indicative of something going on. See, I didn't on. have a problem when I first tried it. Well, that was the week of launch. Maybe I just tried something bad. But everyone now... I mean, the, the Twitter reaction to Street Fighter Five makes me want to kill myself just so I'm not on this planet anymore. Mm. They treat servers not working like a national... Someone called it. I won't call them out. But on my Twitter feed, they got instantly unfollowed. Was they said, <laughs> this is an international tragedy. They didn't use those words. They did. I'll show an you the international tweet. tragedy. I'll show you the tweet. And I almost tweeted them back saying, <laughs> give me your address. I'm coming round to murder you. <laughs> like, was what? there any hint of irony? No, or? none. They were genuinely upset because it was about their 32nd yeah. tweet that morning about the Street Fighter Five servers. I know, I know the person you're talking about. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Are you sure? I don't think you would follow this person. <coughs> no, I know the guy. I know the guy. Okay. Whoa. Well, they're not in the games industry. Are they not? No. Was it picking up? It's picking up. Anyway, we'll chat about this. Tiny temper. But I mean, it is bad. Because obviously you spend money on a video game. Chuckle you brother. expect it to work. But let's not... <laughs> did anyone, did we, did we have chat? Paul Chuckle. Have we chatted about the Chuckle Brothers <laughs> Hitman video on this tragedy. podcast? I think so. Everyone go watch the Chuckle Brothers Hitman video. When I first... It's basically the Chuckle Brothers playing Hitman. If you don't know who the Chuckle Brothers are, they're a, a British UK institution, I guess. But, but when yeah. I saw that, I was like, this is it. This is, what are people doing? But then you watch it, and you're like, oh, it's the greatest, the yeah. greatest PR thing in the world. One of the last British institutions that haven't been taken down by you, Trace, but they're very, very precious <laughs> oh, at the moment. Jim, Jim, this is probably the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> so. uh, Callum Harker at Cal Harker. Thoughts on the upcoming Fallout 4 DLC? Did we answer the Street Fighter one? I don't even <laughs> no, know. There's no answer. Um, I, I don't all, know. It's all about robots, right? Yeah, I... Uh, I would rather go in a different direction. Jim, you like dull. Fallout 4? You like the look of the upcoming Fallout 4 DLC? Mm, I, the, the robot building one? Yeah. Nah, it's not interested me at all. Okay. I honestly couldn't give a toss. All right. Burns, you don't like Fallout, do you? I'd, so? uh, I'd only play Fallout DLC if it allowed you to clean up. To play as future Arnold. <laughs> if they had Viscera cleanup detail. There's, probably a, there's probably a mod on the PC you can get well, just, with some kind of cleanup thing. Can you imagine all they have to it's just mod like one bin man that just kind of wanders the wasteland picking <laughs> shit up? That's it. It'd be it'd be a much more refreshing <laughs> game if you didn't instead of searching for your shit kid. You were just a bin man yeah. on a mission to fucking make people's lives you better. You wake up 200 years in the future and you go, dear, oh dear. <laughs> right, better sort this out. <laughs> we should all make video games. Uh, Scott Brown at Rage and Scotman. What is the, I've done this question for a reason. Burns probably knows it as soon as I say it. What is the weirdest press kit items you've ever received? Also, what do you do with press kits? Just curious. Which one do you think I'm thinking of? Uh, so is the one that offended your religious sensibilities. Uh, there was the... the the dirt one. <laughs> you tell the dirt one. I'll tell the other one. All right. So for there's the, not much story to tell, really. Yeah. But. The uh, your one's better, so it's best that I go first. Yeah, dirt. 
the PR or someone uh, representing the PR sent out a uh, review build of the game in actual dirt. And then, and then we're surprised when it didn't fucking work. They've been in transit for hours with loads of dirt scratching across the back of It's the worst idea. Well, we can put dirt in the envelope. Oh, yeah. Should we put the CD in a case? Nah, just chuck it in the envelope with the dirt. Yeah, with the dirt. Oh, wow. I mean, that is just one of the stupidest things That's I think we've ever we've ever seen. Oh, I've got two actually. I've yeah. tried another one. So the really the worst one. I don't, Dave. You may have got it. I don't know. Maybe just before your time mm. when we were all at work and a big box turned up. You opened it and it was a pig's heart. I didn't know. What was that for dynasty? No, it wasn't a dynasty. For, yeah, it was. It was a pig's heart. Right. And it was just like I mean, a real line. I'm not like a joke one. Yeah, a real yeah. pig's heart that they'd gone to the butchers and bought. I think it was for a dynasty warriors game. I mean, what it was definitely Tech Mokoi. No idea. But imagine. I opened it. Yeah. There it is, a raw pig's heart, just looking at me. And you I'm must like, have been disgusted I didn't with know that. what to do. I was just like, oh, there was a guy in our office that freaked out. Do you remember that, Burns? <laughs> he went absolutely mental. He emailed them, said he was offended. Oh, yeah. It was, it was bad. And I remember for one of the James Bond games, Activision sent out phones to everyone. With £10 credit on it. It must have cost them an absolute fortune. What? They weren't good phones, they were like really old. Um, mobile phones this was like when smartphones had just become a thing right and they basically sent out a load of nokia 3210s to everybody but it was to tie into you know james bond and stuff but all everybody well no maybe not everybody but what a few people in our office did so we used to work on magazines and at that time in the back of the magazines you had the uh oh yeah the, the, dirt, naughty. the naughty numbers yeah <laughs> someone said oh we got all this credit now let's text one of the naughty numbers just to see what happens <laughs> so, so 10 pounds of credit right one text drained that in about <laughs> i'd say 60 seconds that 10 pound was gone and some of the things they got back i'll never get over i was shown one and i was like never show that to me again <laughs> and that's when i started getting worried about these being in the back of but, magazines but what do phones have to do what, with james bond was, like what had what was the tie in there it was a conce- i think it was casino no there was a cas- what yeah, james bond well, games were there it must be quantum of solid so he's phoning people isn't he <laughs> But it was supposed to be like a spy, isn't it? it was like, but I don't get it. It was like a spy phone. That's supposed to be like a K- spy phone. Kotaku reported on uh, uh, the whoever was representing Sierra, maybe I don't know. Uh, the uh, Born Conspiracy game. They did exactly the same thing. Except I did on they? the phone, it had a text message which came through saying "Meet at this time." So it, you were meant to be like, "It's a burner phone." And you get a message from your handler, and you'll go and meet, and the game's there, and you know, get a hand job and everything that happened <laughs> in like you know, in kind, of, in kind of mid to late two thousands video game journalism. But yeah, just it feels like by send just sending the phone with no like text or anything that comes through, they just sent you a phone. Yeah, it was weird. It's bizarre. Did you get any Dave in I your time? Can, I can remember opening an envelope, and there was a finger. Just uh, I remember that one. Was it Jericho? Yeah, it was. That was weird. I, but I don't remember much else. Um, I I'm trying to think now. There, were, there have been some awful ones. The Sony ones were quite nice. They were more like sort of collector's items. I don't remember, remember that. I remember the, the Sony ones when the PS4 came out, they sent you a little weird plastic thing with your name on it. Yeah, I've got one of like, those. What the fuck is this about? I think, it's, I think it's under my desk. The original yeah. Uncharted one was quite nice, I think. It was a, yes, it was. It was like a, a book. Yes, it was a book. I remember that. Yeah, it looked um, cool. Can't remember much else though. They stopped doing that sort of stuff. I'm glad they have, to be honest. I mean, a lot of it just, well, I used to give all my stuff away, like on Twitter competitions, like mm. who wants to, well, not the pig's heart. I didn't do that, but. <laughs> Send it back to the butcher. Cook yeah. it out for your dinner. Jimmy, have you ever seen anything weird? Mm, I think in my time, I think the worst thing we've had is that fucking body pillow that Alice yeah, developed. We're, oh, we're not, God, yeah. We're not talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're deliberately not doing it. Have you it. seen the video for that? 
the ad, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, like, but you seen today, the new one, today's thing. one. Oh no, I'm today. It's something else. Okay. I showed Burns earlier. All right, we won't talk I'm about it in detail. But I think my, my I think my favorite thing about that was the weird obsession that Alice developed with it. Like, a, did you see the? You didn't see the email, did you? No, you I didn't see back. the email. I showed the email. But she, I she was like. But you were, uh, yeah, you should have known. Alice really? was sort of like a cat that had found something <laughs> <laughs> for the whole day. Pretty funny. But there we go. Dug up a turd. Uh, <laughs> this is a quick one just for me to rant because I get this question a lot. And this is my fault because I brought them back, but I need to talk to people. Tom Porium at Inform Mr. Tom said, Any more reviewsicals in the pipeline? I need me some reviewsicals, blah, 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 blah. Now, we bought reviewsicals back and then nobody watched them. So the point is this. If you say you want something but then nobody watches it, we're not going to do it because it has to, it's called a time to worth it ratio. Return on investment. Exactly. And no, we, everyone said they wanted them so we did it and then they didn't do that well. So no, they're not. Reviewsicals are dead. Next. Ross McMahon <laughs> at McMahon Man. Is the Vita the biggest disappointment in terms of console exclusives ever? What? What does that mean? Did it, it has it, it is a performance so bad that we can call it the worst console what, ever made. Is that what they're saying? Or has it, it had the least, the worst? Oh no, sorry. Like, console exclusive in terms of games. Does that mean, does, 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 it's is it got a point to be fair. What, name me one exclusive PS Vita game that was good. Uncharted, Golden Abyss. That was not good, but. Assassin's <laughs> Creed Liberation. Stroke the back of the console to climb up vines. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Liberation. <laughs> oh, that was not good. That was well good. Uh, Come on. There was a lot of those visual novel type things that people love. Danganronpa, um, what was the other one? Brett- Danganronpa 2. Yeah. I wouldn't call these great successes, <laughs> yeah. though. Sure. I, they, no, but they're, different. No, they're, they're not, very but... different games, apparently. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call, like, taking a console game and put it on the Vita a, a, a super exclusive, and I wouldn't call games like that. I'm sure people like them, but I'm talking about, you know, 3DS, you could name proper one-off games that people go bazongas for. I can't think of one for the yeah, PS then, Vita. He does have a point. Then the GX 4000 exists. And that, <laughs> exactly. You know, or the 3DO. But, I think it's an argument. I think you could argue that the Vita did not have that many good exclusive games. I think it Don't fell apart. Ever, so, um, go on. Sorry, sorry. Do, are they going to bring out Golden Abyss on some other? Are they going to stick it on PSN? I doubt it. No, it wasn't that it's good. Too long. How long was it? <laughs> <laughs> can't stroke the back of it. It's about four or five hours. Stroking the back of your telly, like yeah. why can't I climb it? This? It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like. The, the length of a proper Uncharted game or was it was it it just looked no, really good for a handheld it game it did look yeah. very good too. I mean I, I didn't mind it I just don't think that was a we don't look back now I don't think and go wow that, yeah. that Wipeout game that was on that was good but again that's not the big, biggest ringing endorsement in the world that Wipeout game <laughs> that came out for it was really good Storm RC was good Storm RC was good yeah. that's a fair one. but again it wasn't like a huge no. super you thing. can get Vita games cheap now though can you right I can't believe anyone is going to answer there's surely only one answer to this question TQ at T Quillfelt TQ West, said was it? Oh, West, my wife got me the Taken King and Super Mario Galaxy 2 for my birthday what do I play first surely no one is saying play Destiny the Taken King before Super Mario Galaxy 2 I'm going Super Mario Galaxy 2. I've never played buddy. either of the Mario well, Galaxy games. Guess which one they should Jesus play. Jesus, taking well, what, unbelievable what, on on the fucking Wii. Are you at, it's amazing, Super Mario Galaxy I 2. I don't give it Super Mario Galaxy like probably the like one of the greatest fucking games ever made. Yeah, but Jim's and it's terrifying. Stare he's yeah, got going like, on at you. Like, look, but that, that's you, or that's Come on now. You've been, how long have you been doing this for a fucking living? Yeah, like it's just like being a film critic and having like just just not knowing who fucking. 
Orson Welles's. It's, Jim, it's, it's you were so not. good until you, that was, that's not the right comparison. Jim, he knows what Super Mario Galaxy is. Exactly. And also, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, is that bad? <laughs> I'm not going to play it on a, on that console. I'm not going to play it. There you go. It's that simple. All right. You know, you'd be like, oh, wow, I wanna, this is one of the best games. Yeah, but you have oh, to wow. fucking swim through a river of oh, shit to get to it. Oh, wow. Bam, oh, fucking, Dave, wow. you got the deciding I, vote. I, I don't want to watch Citizen King because it's in black and white. Uh, no, it'd be like, that's I don't want to watch Sears and Kane because I don't want to have to set up a reel-to-reel projector to watch the cunt. <laughs> Shut up and move on. I was going to say, when they re-released them on Wii U, I'm disappointed they didn't like let you just play them straight on the gamepad. Yeah. I don't know. I would say play Mario Galaxy. Right, there we go. The answer is Mario Galaxy. <laughs> I'd say Taking King. And to finish off, it kind of ties into what we were just talking about, kind of. Matthew Hudson at, I can't pronounce your name, I'm sorry. Do you offer encounter people in the professional gamer world who are useless at games. Now, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I all hate of them. this. I hate this so much. <laughs> and if it made it sound like I'm coming at you, Matthew, that's just, that's a shame. You do not have to be good at video games to be whatever the hell a video game journalist is meant to be. What that is like saying you, can, you can't, it's like there's moronic fucking football people that become pundits and go, you can't be a pundit, you never played the game. Fuck off. I can, of course I can. I can watch football and come up with my own opinion of what I think is good and what I think is bad. It's ridiculous. You do not have to be good at games to be a YouTuber, mm. to be a games journalist, to be a games developer. But you'd think they have they, to be good at games. You'd think they naturally would be though, considering the amount that they play them, right? You'd think they would. No, I'm they, shit at games. I'm awful at video, apart from Gears of War and Mario Kart 7. That's really? it. They're my two games. I bet you're not, though. What, other games? I bet, no, I bet you're not as bad as you think you are. Maybe not, but you don't have to be... Every, we get some messages, especially on YouTube. Oh, my gosh, if we ever grab our own footage. I can't take this seriously because you are not very good at this game. It's like, what fucking difference does it make? You crazy YouTube It is a lot commenter. harder when you're doing it on, for a video as well. Of course it is, but I just, I don't, there's no correlation whatsoever. You, you don't have, imagine, imagine everyone had to be super good at video games yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. about them. What a stupid world we I live th- in. I think that a lot of the odd, and I don't want to be... I don't want to be sound elitist or anything like that. Uh, there, I didn't pay for yeah, the exactly, You started off the podcast that way. You might as well finish it like it. No, there, there, is, there, there is a <laughs> chunk of... And I think the vast majority of people are totally fine and they get it, right? No, I but disagree. There, there is a vocal, <laughs> a vocal chunk of the audience who come out with this nonsense that, you know, yeah. in order to do the job we do, like, how can you do the job we do without being great at everything? They, they just don't seem to appreciate that because our job involves doing lots of stuff, like playing a game, not only playing a game, we have to make stuff, we have to cover it, we have to do something once we've played it. And, and they're coming from a standpoint where because they probably don't have much going on, they can buy a game. No, well, these guys... Started off, like, no, quite reasonable, and now it's so- actually a massive if, diss. If you are the sort of person that gets fucked off about these sorts of things, you definitely don't have much going on in your life. That's probably true. Yeah. And, like, you know, so, so they, they, they obviously buy a game, they play the shit out of it, they probably get really good at it, like, they, they leather fucking 12 hours a day into it and, <laughs> and for six weeks. And then they look at people like us and go, why can't you do that? And it's like, because I've got things to do. Yeah, but even if we, the point being, even if we did plow 12 hours into a game, we were still shit at it. That still is not a entry no, not or no all, entry level all. into becoming, a, I hate to tell you game journalist, po- I hate it. It's just not But honestly, but I'm, I'm like, I'm not good at re- games at all. Like, the, the only games I'm any good at are stuff that has no kind of multiplayer component whatsoever so it doesn't matter there's no showboating or whatever you know or stuff like the only stuff I really play is stuff (laughs) but being being a good critic isn't about being good at 
at necessarily yeah. at the thing. Like otherwise, uh, Alan Shearer would be the greatest commentator of all time. And it comes down like he is. He is Stephen. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking shit. He just says the man does the thing, and the reason is because. <laughs> <laughs> and he does say that, and the reason is, is because most of his is instinctual, and being like uh, criticizing something is actually taking it apart and putting it back together again. Without wanting to sound too much of a cunt about it, like actually <laughs> thinking about how it all works together. So you don't necessarily have to be the greatest. If you are good at the game, that may give your critical insight, uh, you know, a bit of a boost because you can see how it is played at different levels as opposed to just at face value. But at the same time, this is exactly the fucking thing that happened when talking about film criticism with a really famous film critic kept on leathering into Warren Beatty movies. So he turned around to her and went, okay, here's a film production contract. Go and make a film Damn for right. yourself. Damn right, yeah, see what you mean. And make. she said, I'm going to do it. And she couldn't. And he went, well, you fucked yourself. If you just said no, yeah. you'd have known that your role is not to make the movie, but to commentate and on that, it. And now you've tried to do both. I'm saying that it. right now. Any moron that listens to this podcast and think you shouldn't be allowed to cover games unless you're good at them, here's my offer to you. Come to Croydon. You can do my job for a week. Let's see if you can do it. You're really good at games. Let's see if you can do the job. Let's see what happens. That's a real... guarantee that any of these fuckers, if they did Miller's job or my job for a week, they would be fucking dead. No, right, that's it. It's a real... At Simon Miller 316. It's a genuine offer. Tweet me and you can come and do my job for a week. I'll take a week off. Dead of fucking exhaustion after three days. Yeah, not, do it. not if you're also a professional video production editor. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't count. No, no, you just have to be someone who thinks that you have to be really, really good. That's it. That's your only skill. You're All really right, good at games. Yeah, if you're really if you're really good. No, you can't uh, come if you like you're well good at Dark Souls, but then you fucking make videos for the BBC. Yeah. That doesn't count. If you're well good at Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> like that doesn't that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that literally are, I don't know, they work in a bank and they're well good at Dark Souls and they think, well, I can be a professional video game journalist. There you go. There's the offers there. I like it. Military 16. <laughs> Someone... None of these people are trusted with money. What are you talking about? Someone's going to turn up, I tell you, and they're going to be amazing. <laughs> Fine. I'd love to, I'd love to, but, the, but the point being... Is and then that we'll kill them and they'll want... They'll be here, exactly. We can bury them in the floor of us. No, my point being is that I don't believe anyone that would actually turn up is of the, the ilk of person I'm talking about. I know that it, they, they, if that person does turn up, they'll have like a bib on. So, <laughs> bet, right, we're, we're done insulting the audience now. So, we'll, I bet we'll, somebody will turn up and they're like, they're like, oh, so what's your day job? I'm a fucking joiner's apprentice. So, but, what makes you think hammering nails into things makes you makes you a good critic? Well, good at Dark Souls. You can imagine, but the also hammering right? nails into stuff. They probably would be pretty good at. <laughs> to be honest. Anyway, Burns, where can people get you if they want to yell at you about stuff you've done? Yeah, like I'll be around Croydon, like an NPC. <laughs> I've met on the internet. Like, but you can do that between, <laughs> between the hours of like five or quarter past nine in the morning to uh, about yeah. half six <laughs> at night. I'll just be like, basically, people go, "Oh, where Hitman?" They do the same things. I'm in Sainsbury's every day, <laughs> like every single. Someone's day. watching you making notes. <laughs> Take him out well, here. Did, did see a bus crash today, but if you want to know more oh, about that, that it hit great. me at, um, at the Steve Bernio. I was going to say at VG underscore Dave. <laughs> well, do you know what? If, <laughs> How weird would that be? Wanna, <laughs> tell me about the bus crash. If you want to know more about today's bus crash, you can give us five dollars and hear about, about our page. Patron, hear about yeah. it later. Well, Dave, so. we can get you at VG underscore at the Dave. Steve Bernio. Yeah, at the Steve Bernio. <laughs> Jim, do you want to pimp out your Tam McLeish Twitter account? Yeah, I, I don't use Twitter as myself anymore. Fuck's sake. Because that started upsetting me, but then I rediscovered my love of using it as uh, as fictional um, uh, police detective Tam McLeish. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Do you know you why? Can only ask fictional so questions. Tam McLeish. Do you know? Do you know? I, I, it's all tweeting in universe now, right? Do you know why I love it? It's because when people come, the in universe. 
when because when people <laughs> he's come that guy he's right there <laughs> when people come the cunt at me when it was just when it was just Jim Trinker on Twitter. You know, you'd have to be diplomatic. No, you you'd wouldn't. Be... I always told you you didn't have to do that. You should have just but told I, her, but suck to suck your be. balls. But I had to be. No, you didn't. I had to be because I'm not Simon Miller. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when people come to Cunt to Tamagoy, you just tell them to go, fuck them. You just, <laughs> he's like, he tells them to fuck off. He insults their mums. And it's all fine. He does this, no, not Jim yeah, Trinker. Tam McLeish does it. This weird person that lives inside you. But, you know, I'm just like, uh, I'm not Terry Bullier. <laughs> Ten-inch penis. Hang on. on that note, if you would like more of this madness. Ten-inch penis, did you say? We'll talk yeah, about it on the story. Patreon podcast. Um, yeah, five bucks. <laughs> What's happened? Video gamer, a patreon.com forward slash video gamer. You can get more of this insanity. Yeah. But thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you were offended by anything you heard in the video game podcast, fuck you. My name was Simon Miller. <laughs> I was joined by Stephen Burns, David Scammell, yeah. I'm and, out. And, and Tam McLeish, also known as Jim Drinker. Thanks.